Today on Locked On A's, we got the latest on the Frankie Montas trade speculation. Where is he going to end up and what's it going to cost those lowly saps? Uh, also, we're talking about a couple of standouts from this weekend in Chicago. I like home runs. I also like improvement. So that's a spoiler. Maybe? I don't know. See if you can guess who stood out to me. And then also in the last segment, we have the win of the week. Huh. So let's get into it. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on A's, stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 432 of the Locked on A's podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, we're talking about the latest in the Frankie Montas trade speculation. He hasn't been traded as I'm recording my phone is next to me. He might be getting traded now. I don't know. I'm assuming it'll be probably Tuesday, maybe late Monday, early Tuesday is my guess. But right now, as I'm recording, Sunday night, not been traded. We're talking about it. Let's get into it. Uh, also, we're going to be talking about a couple of standouts from this weekend in Chicago and also win of the week. But uh, before I get into anything, today's episode is brought to you guys by Vroom. With Vroom, you can buy a car entirely online and have it delivered straight to you so you never have to go to a dealership again. So next time you want to buy a car, just grab your phone, go to Vroom.com and check out thousands of great cars. Vroom! Also, if you like that ad read, uh, make sure to follow us on social media. Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to the Twitter community that I keep plugging because uh, that's that's where we do some discussions. I propose trades. I'm like, hey, what do you guys think about this? What do you guys think about that? Uh, it's a good time, and it's a good time with A's fans, so come join the community. And thank you guys so much for making Locked on A's your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Subscribe wherever. Uh, but let's get into today's episode, because Luis Castillo just upped the Frankie Montas return. That's right, on Friday night, the Reds traded Luis Castillo to the Mariners. Uh, Castillo and Montas have been linked all trade deadline season and basically all season regardless of whether or not it was trading time and uh, they are the top two they have been the top two pitchers on the trade market and they're both also free agents after the 2023 season so and they're very similar pitchers is the other part of that they're similar they're both good but not like Garrett Cole good they're better than Garrett Cole but <laughs> don't tell Yankees fans um, so you got Two guys, very similar. One just got traded. You kind of know what the market is dictating, and it's trending in the favor of the A's for once. Let's see if we can capitalize. Now, you, you may have seen the return that the Reds got and may have even heard that it was a haul for the Reds, and uh, it is. But to go a step further, the deal just made Frankie Montas even more valuable as well, I think. It, it set the market for Frankie Montas. One, he's not going to the Mariners, you would assume. Uh, one, I don't think that they wouldn't trade in the division. They've done stuff like that before. It doesn't necessarily matter if they're getting the best deal out of that. But uh, now the Mariners are basically off the market because they traded two of their best prospects that would have been good in this deal for Frankie Montas. So it makes sense that the Mariners are off. And then you get... All of the other teams that want a starting pitcher of the caliber of Frankie Montas are now going to be like, well, there's only one Frankie Montas now, so 
I guess we got to go deal with Oakland. And it, let, let's talk about what the Reds got in this trade. The Reds got Noel V. Marte, the number 17 prospect in baseball, according to MLB Pipeline. They also got the number 92 prospect in baseball in Edwin Arroyo, plus pitchers Levi Strout. And he is the Reds' new number 15 prospect because they got a very deep system all of a sudden for some reason. And then they also got a... a I'm going to say a throw-in, but I don't know anything about him. He's not ranked. His name is Andrew Moore. He's a righty. He's a pitcher. So they got him, too. Uh, so they got Marte, Arroyo, and Stout were the Mariners' number one, three, and five prospects. That is a pretty good haul for a... Pr- and you could get, like, number one, three, and five from, like, the Phillies, and you're like, all right, well, cool. Maybe one of those guys is actually good because the Phillies don't have as deep of a farm system as the Seattle Mariners. 1-3-5 and five from the Seattle Mariners, that's a good farm system. That, that's a good haul right there, I would say. So the Reds did a great job, and they also set the market for Frankie Montas. Uh, the MLB Trade Values site deemed this as a steep overpay. Like, 20, 25 points over the value of Luis Castillo is what the Reds just got for Luis Castillo. So that's nice. And with so few legitimate starting pitchers on the market, that may just be the going rate for that caliber of starting pitcher. And Castillo may be a touch above Frankie Montas, but they're very, very similar. So you're going to be expecting a similar return to what we saw the Reds get. We should be seeing one of those coming towards our way, towards the A's way. So... That's that's exciting, I think. And there's two teams that are still being mentioned a lot. Apparently, the Yankees have laser focus on Frankie Montas right now. He's their number one trade target. And given the Castillo trade, it's not super crazy or wild to think that the A's could land both Oswald Peraza, who is a 22-year-old shortstop and the number 36 prospect in baseball, as well as highly touted Jason Dominguez, who is the number 37 prospect in baseball, and he is just 19 years old. He is an outfielder, and uh, he's he was signed like when he was 16, and everybody's like, he's the best player that's ever been born, and he's fine, but you know he's still got some potential, and so that could be an interesting one-two. And if that is something that the A's can acquire, I'd be very interested in them acquiring that. Sure, but the A's are also interested in adding a major league piece. They want a couple of top 100 prospects, which basically all teams have, uh, and then some controllable major league assets. And I don't know that they fit there with the New York Yankees unless they want to go all prospects. And in which case, you you could do a lot worse than Oswald Peraza and Jason Dominguez. They have lots of potential. Peraza has been solid. He's been very solid. I'm more interested in Peraza than Dominguez just because... He's a little bit older. He has a little bit more of a track record that you can build upon and dream upon. So uh, I'm a little bit more interested in Peraza. But, you know, the Yankees wouldn't be terrible trading partners. I don't know. I don't like trading with the Yankees because, hmm. But, uh, I mean, if they can get those two guys, sure. Sounds great. They could also, instead of Dominguez, go with another another catcher because the A's love catchers right now. And that's Austin Wells, who is the Yankees' number three prospect. And he's also the number 69 prospect in all of baseball. But the A's don't necessarily need another top-catching prospect. They already got three of those. I mean, Tyler Soderstrom is still technically a catcher, even though he's not necessarily going to be a catcher. And then you got uh, Daniel Susek, who's going to be a catcher. But we don't know where he is going to be ranked on MLB Pipeline just yet. But he's going to be top five, I would imagine. You know, that's usually how that goes. But the Yankees are 
they're an interesting trade partner from a prospect perspective, but if the A's want that major league piece, I don't know that they are the ideal trade partner. They could go all prospect and get some guys in AAA like uh, Estevan Florial, who they were, I mean, I think A's fans were more clamoring for him uh, than anything, but he was bandied about. He was talked about a lot when they were, the A's were trading Sonny Gray to the Yankees, and then you know, he has kind of petered out a little bit. He isn't as hot shot of a prospect. I think he's number 32 on fan graphs right now in the Yankee system. So he's not as big of a prospect as he was. But, hey, he's got lots of control. He's had a little bit of major league experience. He's still only 24. So maybe that's the kind of guy that the A's would want as their major league piece that has lots of control. And he's also a post-hype prospect. You know, maybe that's the kind of guy that they would want with, you know, uh, Jason Dominguez and also uh, Oswald Peraza. But, Assuming that they don't want to trade with the, the New York Yankees, then the Cardinals are also still in the mix, depending on what happens with Juan Soto. Because, as I said last week, this has now been reported, so it's not just me speculating, it has been reported. Uh, some of the guys that the A's want are also guys that the Nationals want. And if you're going to make one trade, you're probably going to want Juan Soto. So that makes a lot of sense. So you kind of got to wait for them to not get Juan Soto before you can go get the guys that you want, because Juan Soto... Is, is apparently either not getting traded or going to the Padres. One of those two. We don't know. He might get traded to the Rangers because that would make Bryce Paderick of Lockdown Rangers very happy. But also, I think he wants Joey Gallo more. So he's good at baseball. <laughs> but I do think that the teams, that the, the Cardinals and the A's match up a little bit better than the Yankees and the A's. Uh, I already said last week that I am enamored with Mason Wynn, so he's in my trade package. And I think that he would be in either trade package, either for Juan Soto or to the A's for Frankie Montas. Um, I think that, that he's a guy that's probably going to get traded if the Cardinals decide to make a move. That's I don't think that I'm speaking out of turn there. I think that that's well, not necessarily reported, but accepted. So Mason Wynn, he's going to the A's in this deal. Uh, our Locked On Guardians host and also a prospect town, Jeff Ellis, said that the A's could ask for Mason Wynn, uh, Matthew Libertor, and Alec Burleson, given the Castillo deal. And those are three monster guys. Uh, Mason Wynn's the middle guy in that one. Uh, Libertor was in the Randy Arezarena deal with the Rays a couple years back, and he's a, a big lefty. He's been okay in the majors, and, uh, you know, He'd be a solid guy, but I don't know that the A's necessarily want pitching. And uh, Burleson is absolutely demolishing AAA as a 23-year-old. So that is a very interesting package. I like Burleson after reading about him. Yeah, sure. I will take Mason Wynn and Burleson and whoever. Um, and, you know, if the A's don't want to go for a pitcher in that for that third piece or even get a fourth piece, uh, then maybe they don't go Libertor. Maybe they go with a guy with some major league control, like a Lars Newtbar, or the Cardinals have so many guys with like relatively little service time in the major leagues. You could just go pick whichever one you want. Tommy Edmond, go get him. He has two years. Uh, how how integral is he to what the Cardinals are doing? I don't know, but see if you can have him. Uh, <laughs> Basically, pick whichever guy with like two years or less of service time and go get that one. Lars Newtbar is an outfielder. He's a lefty. He's been okay. He, he hasn't been great, but he's been okay. Give him a little bit of run. I think he's also 24 years old. Uh, see what he can do at the major league level. The A's have playing time for him, so uh, why not? I don't know that they would want to trade both Burleson, who is an outfielder, and also Lars Newtbar, who is an outfielder, uh, because if you trade... Newt Bar off your major league roster, then who are you going to replace him with kind of a thing? But 
that's that's their problem. That's not my problem. That's their problem. I don't care how it happens. Just give me the best players that are going to be the best and all-stars and uh, maybe win some MVPs. I don't know. So the reason that it's okay to wait on this deal, because I think that the A's are going to have to wait if they want like a Mason win from the Cardinals or wait for the Juan Soto stuff to either happen or die down one of the two. Uh, the reason that it's okay to wait is because Montas is the last pitcher like him on the market. So all of the teams that missed on Luis Castillo will be in on Frankie Montas. Because if you're going for Luis Castillo, you're ready to give up some prospects. That's just the name of the game right now. Uh, and, you know, if you're in on Tyler Molly, maybe you're going for like a lesser Luis or, you know, lesser kind of pitcher, but you know, still, still a good pitcher, but not quite the Frankie Montas package, you know? So, uh, Waiting, waiting these guys out may mean that they add a prospect that they were not initially ready to part with in a Frankie Montas deal. And so waiting until Tuesday around noon, maybe that's the play for the A's right now. Make them sweat. Maybe, they, maybe they're like, how do we compose a roster now? I don't know. Uh, and then the, the A's front office can leverage other offers against the teams and maybe end up with the guys that they really want. Maybe they're like, we want this guy from this team. How do we get that? And then they just keep working the phones. And then eventually, you know, you turn a paperclip into a car. That's just how it works. And so the main thing here is that the market has been set. The asking price has been set. And that is thanks to the Mariners perceived overpay for Luis Castillo. Thank you, guys. I, I saw that trade go through. I was like, ooh, I am very excited to see what the A's get for Frankie Montas now because Noel V. Marte is a legit prospect, and he he's solid. He's like Tyler Soderstrom, but he plays shortstop. He can hit. He's very good. He's very young, playing at the same levels. He's an interesting prospect to get in a deal like this, so that's why I'm excited. But I got other things that I'm excited about, and I'm going to get to those in just one second. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedonmlb. That's linkedin.com slash lockedonmlb to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On Ace on Twitter, Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. If you guys have any questions for us, make sure to just join the, the chat that we're having in our Twitter community. It's at Locked On A's over there as well. Uh, also, thank you guys so much for making Locked On A's your first listen every day. The MLB trade deadline is August 2nd. That is on Tuesday, my friends, and Locked On MLB has all of the breakdowns. 
Locked On A's will have rapid reactions to any move made, and there's gonna be a few. So subscribe now to your favorite Locked On team, like Locked On A's on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts, so you get notified when each episode premieres. That's how you do it. You, you want to know when it premieres. Not like, oh, I get updates on podcasts every now and then, and they're like, hey, your favorite podcast updated three days ago. I'm like, that's great. I've listened to it already. Get out of here. Get a better algorithm. No, 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 no. This lets you know when it premieres. That's what I want. I want a premiere right there. Thank you. Uh, that's all for that. Let's talk about some standout performers from this weekend in Chicago. And I'm not talking about the White Sox, even though they won two out of three against the A's. But, hey, the A's won four out, of, four out of six this week. That's not bad. They swept the Houston Astros, and then they won one more game against the Chicago White Sox. It wasn't a bad series. It wasn't a great series. It wasn't a bad series. But Seth Brown... He's one of my standout performers. He returned from paternity leave on Friday night and hit a pair of bombs, which is just a rite of passage, I guess. If you're a dad in baseball, you come back, you hit some dingers. Seth Brown is a dad in baseball. He came back, he hit some dingers. Over his last 15 games, Brownie is hitting 304 with a 316 on base and has swatted five home runs. Four of those home runs have come since the All-Star break, and that is, uh, you know, when I recorded... And I said, hey, he's not homering at the same rate that he was last year. So then he came back and he was like, hey, here's some dingers for you, Jason. So thanks for listening, Seth. Please leave us a five-star review. Um, also, Brown homered on Saturday in the loss, but he hit three home runs in this White Sox series. And I saw a tweet that said that him and Jose Abreu were tied at three home runs entering Sunday for home runs at guaranteed rate field. That is where the White Sox play. And then Jose Abreu, hit a home run on Sunday at guaranteed rate field and broke the tie. And uh, I, you just got to say, uh, Seth Brown has played three games there now, and he has three home runs. Jose Abreu has played, I don't know, like 60, 50. He's played a bunch more games there. So I think it goes without question that Seth Brown is better at baseball than Jose Abreu. You heard it here first. Uh, he was one standout from this series. The other guy that stood out to me was Adam Aller, and this is partially because I worked uh, on Friday and Saturday and didn't get to watch all of the games. But uh, I did get to watch most of Sunday's game, and Adam Aller stood out to me because he's Adam Aller, and he was pitching in the seventh inning. That's great. That is great news, great development. I like that. And I know that a Adam Aller got the loss on Sunday after giving up four runs in six and a third innings, but he is a standout because he's improving outing by outing. That is why he's a standout. You don't need to just, you know, hit three home runs in a series to be a standout to me. You can just be incrementally better. And I'm like, yeah, Standout performance, Adam Aller. I like that. On Monday, he beat the Houston Astros for his first big league win. On Sunday, he pitched into the seventh inning for the first time in his big league career, which is this season. Um, he also didn't walk anybody for just the second time this season, which is a huge development, I think. If he can control the ball, he's going to be a lot better. So... No walks, that's good. And the only other time that he didn't walk anybody was when he pitched two innings out of out of the bullpen. So, uh, hey, not bad. That's a great development. Mr. No-Walk Adam Aller over here, love it. And let's just say, the Astros and the White Sox are two pretty good teams. At least on paper, the White Sox are a good team. Uh, on the field, they're 
fine. They're not great. But on paper, they're a very good baseball team. And Adam Aller held his own and kept his team in both of these games that he pitched this week. Uh, I don't know what he'll develop into or if he's going to be like an ace pitcher. I don't think that he's going to be an ace pitcher. But I think that he could at least be a league average pitcher or a guy that keeps his his team in ball games. I think he can be that. I think that he is becoming that before our eyes start by start right now. And that's a solid pitcher for a team like the A's who don't have their Garrett Cole. I don't know why I always go to Garrett Cole. It used to be Noah Syndergaard, but he's not as good anymore. So they don't have the Garrett Coles. Uh, they, they have a guy like Cole Irvin, who was a league average pitcher last year, and now he's basically Garrett Cole. So that happens every now and then for the Oakland A's. But if they can get some guys that have a league average ERA and keep their, their team in it, give them a shot 32 times a year. Yeah, that's it's very valuable to the Oakland A's, and Adam Aller, if he can turn into that, is going to be very valuable for the Oakland A's. I don't know that he starts the seventh inning on Sunday if the A's had put a run on the board in the top half and made it a 3-2 to two game, but maybe he does. He was at 89 pitches. It could have gone either way, but I think that with the A's down by two runs and just six outs to work with on offense, it, especially in a rebuilding season like it is right now where it's more about development and you know, finding guys that work for you. Giving Adam Aller the ball to start the seventh inning was probably a huge confidence boost and made him feel like he belongs. I know that he gave up a home run on the first pitch that he threw, but that was a hanging slider. And, uh, you know, hey, maybe he doesn't hang a slider next time out because now he's had the development. <laughs> but I feel like that, that was a nice thing for him to just feel. Like, he can be in the major leagues. He belongs in the major leagues. He can do this in the major leagues. He can pitch it deep into games in the major leagues. And, sure, Days lost the game and he gave up a run in the seventh. Whatever. Maybe this is a big thing for him. And so, I'm excited. Adam Aller, your standout performer from this weekend. Uh, Aller, still a work in progress. But so are the Oakland A's right now. They're not, they don't need to win games. It's nice when they win games. Ace Twitter is much happier when they win games, but that's not the name of the game this season. So he's showing me something, and so he stood out. That's all I got for you guys on standout performers from this weekend. But I still have one more segment, and that is the win of the week. You don't want to miss it. Just like you don't want to miss putting down a bet over at betonline.net because betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They've got you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today because BetOnline is where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, be like Seth Brown and leave us a five-star review on your platform of choice, whether that's, you know, YouTube. Give us a thumbs up or subscribe on YouTube. Uh, you could do it on Apple Podcasts. You could do it on Spotify. Wherever you're listening to this, leave us a review. Five stars. Thank you very much. Also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. Again, follow our Twitter community. It's at Locked On A's. We have a good group of people over there just talking baseball, talking about what's next for the Oakland A's. I like it in there. Uh, but let's get to the win of the week. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm doing, you know, first series like I always do, going down the pitching matchups. Let's 
Let's see what we got. Last week, I got my first win in my win of the week segment. So let's see if I can start a little win streak of my own, just like the ace had a four-game win streak this week. Uh, all right, so first off, we got off day on Monday. I think they're going to win that one. They're going to dominate the off day on Monday. They might trade some guys. They may lose some pieces. They're going to dominate that day. Uh, no, and then we got on Tuesday, probable pitchers right now in Anaheim against the Angels. Frankie Montas, he's not starting that game. Going against Noah Syndergaard, probably also getting traded, not starting that game. So I'm going to go with, uh, I don't know, Zach Logue against whoever the, the, the Angels AAA guy is that they call up. And I got Zach Logue in that game. They're winning that game. Then uh, on Wednesday, you got Cole Irvin against Shohei Otani. I know that the term must-see TV is used a lot. That's going to be a good game. If Cole Irvin continues pitching in August like he pitched in in the month of July and Shohei Otani has just been out of his mind good on the mound, should be a good game. Probably going to be decided by the bullpens. I'm going to take the A's bullpen in this one. A's winning that game. Uh, on Thursday, you got James Caprillion against Jose Suarez. I have not looked at to see what Jose Suarez has done this season. I'm taking James Caprillion in that game. I'm picking a sweep by the Oakland A's in this beginning series for my wins of the week. And uh, the A's are going to start crawling back. They're going to not be in last place by the end of the season. That is what I'm hoping for. They're going to set the tone right here against the Angels. I think they're five games back right now. Maybe it's six. I didn't see what the Angels did today. But, uh, yeah, there are a few games back. They sweep this series. All of a sudden, they're like three games back of the Angels. Maybe two. Uh, and I think that that's my main hope. I, I said it last week, I believe. My main hope this this season right now is don't lose 100 games and end up in fourth place with the Angels behind you because the Angels were legitimately trying and they've had Mike Trout and Shohei Otani for a number of years and cannot make the playoffs. Meanwhile, the A's actively traded away their roster and finished with a better record. I mean, I, it sucks for Angels fans, but also down with Angels fans, I, I guess. <laughs> I want the A's to have a better record and also because there is a new draft lottery system. Uh, it's the, the the draft for next year will not be based off of record. Uh, it'll be more like the NBA draft lottery. And I want the A's to finish with a better record and then have a better pick than the Angels. Those are my three goals. Don't lose 100 games. Finish with a better record. Get a better pick. That's all that I'm hoping for. I think it's very attainable. It starts right now. This week, the A's are sweeping the LA Angels because they should be from Anaheim, because that's where they play, but they're not. And uh, it's BS. I think that that's why they're not making the playoffs, is because they're trying to be something that they're not. There you go. Boom. I said it. Catch out of the bag. There you go. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. Tomorrow, I mean, maybe somebody gets traded. I, d I don't know. I also have three prospects you should know in my back pocket. I might use that because we're going to be talking about a lot of other prospects moving forward. So maybe you're going to be either getting three prospects you should know or breaking down a friggin' trade. So have some fun with that, I guess. Sleep tight, A's fans. It's going to be a bumpy couple of days. And, uh, you know, appreciate the guys that you've seen maybe for the last time at this point. Probably for the last time at this point because uh, they're probably not playing on Tuesday if they get traded because the trade deadline will have passed. That's how time works. Um, all right, but that's all that I got for you guys today. But thank you guys so much for making Locked On A's your first listen today. Now go make your second listen, Locked On MLB podcast, because MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, he brings humor and passion and a unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. He even talks about the A's 
which is more than I can say about most national bot podcasts or broadcasts or anybody who talks about baseball besides me. So, uh, Good guy. I like that. He likes the ace. There you go. That's all you need to know. Uh, follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB. They're on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. But that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Ace fans. And I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.